Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The fan. Cause I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody. All about somebody. Who saved my soul. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan. I'm Mike McGivern again flying solo this week. Happy New Year. This uh, this show for me is uh, is exciting. And let me tell you why. I was, uh, I was asked probably six to eight weeks ago from a guy I work with on the sales department here at Odyssey, Milwaukee. In fact, he is my direct boss. He said, hey, do you uh, have any interest in a new guest for Faith in the Zone? I said, yeah, 100%, because that's the tough part about Faith in the Zone. We've got great sponsors that have stayed with this show for a very long time. But to find people to come on the show sometimes gets a little tough. I said, yeah, for sure. He said, I got a guy that I grew up with. Played in the Milwaukee Brewer organization. He's a great guy and strong in his faith. And his name is Tim Unroe. I go, I'd love to talk to Tim. He said, and his son is a guy you might want to reach out to as well. I said, well, let me start with Tim and see how that goes and see if he's willing to come on. And and I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, we had Tim Unroe, former Milwaukee Brewer, and it was a great show. And we talked a lot during the show and um, during the breaks about his son, Riley. And how proud he was of, of Riley, and Riley's in the Atlanta Braves organization. So I reached out to Riley, and he goes, yeah, I'd, I'd love to come on. Well, the day we were supposed to record, I got a text from Riley saying, hey, I'm really sorry I need to reschedule, but my wife just went into labor, and she's having our first child. And I sent a text back, said, man, weak excuse, young man. And he said, and we laughed a little <laughs> bit. And so I gave him a few weeks to just kind of settle in to being being his uh, being a dad and trying to get that that sleep that we all kind of struggle after our first um, child. And so I reached out to him again and said, "Hey, how are you doing now?" He said, "I'm I'm ready to go, hundred percent." And I said, "That's awesome." So I've done a lot of research on Riley. It's really cool because him and I are like twins when it comes to our swing. Me and the church softball league. And him in the Atlanta Braves organization, um, maybe a little bit different swing. I got to be honest with you, Riley. How you doing today, young man? I'm doing great, Mike. I love that introduction. Appreciate you. Hey, understand that we're, <laughs> I'm not supposed to lie on faith in the zone, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there was some lying going on there with the swing. I got to be honest with you. I, the, the, the no YouTube, I, I believe it. YouTube videos I watched, man. You hit, uh, <laughs> you hit some rockets. My goodness. Um, and it was uh, it was fun to watch you play. And when I, I read an old um, bio, a 2012 National Showcase, and this is my favorite, and that's, again, why we're such like twins. It says about Riley, tightly wound athletic build, good presence, strength, speed, explosive first step, quickness, balanced, solid footwork at shortstop, and a very good arm. So you guys that play church softball with me, man, that's like me. That's identical to, to me except for all of it, except for the tight, tightly wound <laughs> athletic build. Hey, Riley, one of the things that, that uh, when I have a young guy like you on, um, I envy mm-hmm. you so much, and we'll get into this in the second segment when I ask you for your testimony, but for young guys that figured out this part of their life as far as the faith side of it so early because I didn't. I was stubborn, man, 100% Irish, and that just tells you everything you need to know. 
You know, I drank mm-hmm. a little too much and I got in too many fights and all that nonsense that I could have, if I could have mm-hmm. figured this stuff out a lot earlier, I would have been a lot happier um, without a doubt. Hey, can we talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and how you ended up uh, with the Atlanta Braves organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see where to start. Uh, so my background, I would probably start with my parents, right? They were the ones who molded me. Um, you obviously, you talk to my dad a little bit, find out, found out where he's from and how he grew up and yep. how rough he had it. And uh, same thing with my mom. And so when I came into the world, they just did their absolute best to make sure that I had everything that I needed in life and uh, taught me core pillars uh, that I could build my foundation upon. And um, one of those core pillars was Jesus. You know, he died for my sins and I needed to recognize that. And I accepted that into my heart. I knew it and believed it. We went to church every Sunday and that gave me a presence, you know, and when I say me, it was the Holy Spirit shining through my vessel, you know, that um, I remember my dad would always tell stories about how when I was younger, I was able to walk into a room with a bunch of adults and have adult-like conversations and just brighten up a room being four years old, you know, and I mean, it is what it is. But uh, anyway, hey, so. Hey, can you hold on? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, hey, Riley, I'm going to tell you one thing that your dad yeah. didn't say on the air and said off the air that I, I can tell you that made the world, it meant the world to him and it meant the world to me as a former high school basketball coach. He said, Mike, one thing about Riley is he was always there for the kid that was getting picked on. And he was, you know, big man on campus. He was a big-time athlete in high school and a really good-looking, solid kid. And he was the guy that if somebody knocked somebody's books out of the hand, he was the guy there to say, hey, don't do that, and help the kid up with the books. And he goes, I, I didn't t- – I was the bully. I was the kid knocking the, the, the kid's books down in the hallway when I was in high school. And he said, I need to get a DNA test sometimes on this this guy because that – he I don't – I know that he got that from my wife's side because that's the kind of guy he was. So when you just kind of say, hey, look, this is kind of like who I was, understand that there are people watching you, Riley, including your dad, and he's so proud of you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that was definitely my mom instilling that in me. (laughs) Well, you know, I told him he outkicked his coverage like I tell almost every one of my guests because – most of us are just idiots, and he told yeah. me the story about you know your mom and how he uh, how they met, and she has not wavered about her with her faith ever since he knew her. And and the, he said, look, she we were doing things, and and she was talking about things I had no idea what she was talking about. But if it was yeah. not for her, I don't know where I'd be. And very similar, Riley, to me in my life with my wife. And when I when I yeah. ended up going to this pastor at Eastside Baptist Church in the city of Milwaukee saying, look, I need your help, he said, I knew you'd come. And I said, excuse me? He said, I didn't know when, but your your wife has been praying for you for years. So I knew you'd come. Let's get to work. And and it sounds yeah. very similar um, to your dad and your mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I could talk about them all day. Um yeah, shoot. My mom is something special. Um, her faith and her strength and her faith. I mean, I've never seen it waver in the 26 years of my life. Um, I mean, she's been tried and tested from every angle too, uh, whether it be any job that she's at, um, anywhere, anywhere she's at, uh, you can see people that will try to poke at her. that will try to make fun of her because she's so well-spoken because she's so uh, energetic and loving and just pours herself in the Holy Spirit out to try to fill other people's cups, you know, and a lot of people don't like that shine. So you see her get tested all the time, and I have never seen her fall. And I don't think I ever I, – I, I know I won't. She is, uh, she's constantly blowing up our group chat with uh, positive encourage, encouraging messages and, um, yeah, videos that we can watch and, and become inspired with. So, yeah, she is just – in an ultimate woman uh, that is the ideal pillar and uh, vision of what a mother and a wife should be. Um, so, and her first name is Simone. Simone, yeah. And you know what? We uh, we talked with, with your dad about her again a lot. It, it's funny because 
Uh, just the other day, uh, my wife and I were somewhere, and there was a guy that uh, is in the professional world, and he came up to us, and he said, hey, um, I want to talk to you about your son, Matthew. And I said, okay. He said, man, you guys did a great job with him. And understand, I'm sure that your mom and dad get that a lot when you're not around, and it comes back to that whole thing on, you know, I want to know how my kids were when I when they can't smell my cologne. Well, they're not kids anymore. They're grown adults. And they they probably get that a lot um, with you, your uh, you and and uh, your siblings and and you know every time you hear it it just puts a smile on your face. Hey, did you did you play high school baseball mm-hmm. in Arizona? Yes. So in at uh, is I it did. Desert Desert Ridge? That is correct. Desert Ridge High School in East Mesa, Arizona. Man, good base, good high school baseball being played there. I would assume. No kidding. So that's where I was going with uh, telling you a little bit more about my background. Yeah. So in East Mesa, we had a group that came up together. Uh, there was they were like three years ahead of me, and so they played. You know, all of uh, little league together, junior high, and then up into high school. And we had a coach that was a really you know hard nosed coach, but he knew how to get the best out of you, right? And so he developed this culture with that group of pride in East Mesa, right? And we went in back-to-back state championships, and I was a part of the second one as a freshman. Um, but like like a, I was about to say, a lot of who I am, you know, it's, it's really just so much is out of your control that you don't even know that's in God's hands, right? Yes. I mean, who knew that my dad and mom moving to East Mesa at the time was going to put me into the best situation possible to develop me as a young man not only as a baseball player, but to build those pillars of strength and character that you could stand on for the rest of your life, right? Um, so just a little story about that, that high school baseball team, we would become, I mean, as much as I would want to say Navy Shields, right? Like at the time when you were 14 years old, we would go through November and December hell months where we would just suffer together. I mean, our coach would run us through the mill, would have five-day practices, uh, like two-a-days. We'd wake up at 5 a.m. and run until the first bell rang. You know, and we would just we would suffer together, and it would build a, a, a brotherhood, a bondship. Um, yeah, and then we would, I mean, the pride that we had in ourselves and the understanding of the capability, knowing we could beat anybody because of the work we would put in and because of uh, the trust that we had in one another to do each other's jobs, right? Um really developed me as who I am, where I could understand that I needed to die to myself, to the Riley Unroe that wanted to be the superstar, right? And just do what it took to help Desert Ridge win. And so that was what made me, and I, I fully believe why I was a good baseball player, you know, or why I am a good baseball player is because when I can eliminate Riley Unruh and just be a part of the Atlanta Braves, be a part of Team USA, be a part of Desert Ridge Baseball, right? I become a part of the machine and uh, a part of God's team, right, that we can just go on and we we draw the eyes, we draw the attention and say, hey, look, you can do this too. Watch us win this championship <laughs> because of this work we put in. That hey, that servant leadership heart, and that that's what that coach was trying to to to, to get you guys to figure out, right? I, am I going to serve this team, or am I going to serve myself? Am I going to serve? You know, am I going to play for for the audience of one, um, playing for the Lord, or am I going to play for myself? And that whole servant mm-hmm. leadership part, and your mom obviously has instilled that. I do a segment on this high school sports show that I do on the, on uh, the station here called the Current Electric Superhero of the Week. And I went into this year and a half ago thinking that that servant leadership was something that you were born with. I believe 100% now that's a learned behavior. It's something that 100%. somebody who has invested in you has taught you as far as that servant leadership part of it. Hey, we're going to get to a break, but before we do, doing research – on this young man. I came up with this, and, and I have to read it. It was Christy Boyles-Turner on her Twitter page. She wrote this. What an amazing experience our youth group got to see this morning. The Mississippi Braves stayed in the same hotel we were in for youth camp. This morning, we noticed one of the players reading his Bible and having quiet time by himself 
which Jeff had been preaching to our kids about doing every single day. Long story short, this player came and spoke to our kids without hesitation about the importance of putting God first. He said he did a study on the subconscious, and the one thing he firmly believed is how important the first 30 minutes are when you wake up as well as the 30 minutes before you go to sleep. He said he wakes up uh, reading the word, praying, and goes to bed in the word, praying. God comes before anything else. What an amazing role model for our kids to see this in action. It wasn't planned, but fit perfectly into wrapping up the final devotion before heading home. Don't you just love how God winks at us? We are rooting for you, Riley Unruh. So I'm like, I'm thinking of this young man sitting in the hotel lobby reading his Bible when this group of young people that were just hearing about this, and I'm sure one of the adults said, hey, would you want to speak to our kids? And Riley's like, yeah, I got this, and walked in, and I just, this put tears in my eyes. Riley, the fact that you were willing to get up and talk to this young, this youth group that just completely, you know, just it wasn't planned at all. Just come talk to these kids. And this Christy Boyle Turner, Boyles Turner, that I read her Twitter page and it was June 8th. Um, and I don't have the year, but I thought, man, what a good, what a perfect end for this youth group to hear from you. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember the Holy Spirit um, just completely convicting me and saying, like, you're you're changing people's lives right now by getting up and going to speak to these kids. Amen. And that's that's the reason I play baseball is it's a platform. You know, it's not a pedestal. It is a platform to elevate God's kingdom. And if I can use my words and my status in life for drawing the attention to God, then that's exactly what I'm doing. His Twitter page, you can follow him, Riley underscore Unroe, U-N-R-O-E, professional athlete for Braves baseball, follower of our Lord and Savior. Again, he is Riley Unroe, our special guest for the entire hour. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I have Mike McGivern, our special guest. He is Riley Unroe. And you can follow him on Twitter, Riley underscore Unroe, U-N-R-O-E. Um, hey, I need to, to to clarify one thing. He was with he was in the AAA organization with the Atlanta Braves last year, and he is now a free agent. So, hey, Milwaukee Brewers, if you guys are listening, this would be a guy that I would reach out to. If you, you take a look at some of his stats and some of the things that he has done in baseball, and then what kind of young man he is, you want to have an ambassador for for your organization. Here he is. He is uh, he's fielding calls and his agents fielding calls right now and and he's in great shape ready to go. Um, hey Riley, let's talk a little bit about your testimony and 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 I know in the first segment we talked a lot about your mom and your dad and the house you grew up in, but I know that there comes a time in everybody's life where you go, okay, here is it's now my decision, and I'm wondering when you made the decision to fully accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually have it written down right here. Uh, I try to keep a journal of just throughout the years. And so, yeah, I had to write this down a couple of years ago. But here we go. Yeah, I've, I've always known uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Uh, growing up, my, like I, we, uh, we were just saying, my mom fed me in the Holy Spirit every day. Uh, that allowed me to grow up with God's favor. I felt calm and comfortable around other kids and adults that would sit around me. I denied sin easily. I somewhat above it. Uh, I knew I had a purpose uh, that mattered to God. And so I didn't care about my image in the world because of the Lord's favor. And I grew up with that nickname, uh, Smiley Riley. I don't know if my dad told you that. He, he did, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. And, um, but once I was drafted at 17 years old, uh, I left my house for the first time and, and in fact, moved across the entire country. Um, you know, when you're playing baseball, you kind of, you don't have time to go to church. You know, you play on you play on Sundays. You play every every day of the week, right? So I just kind of followed the 
filed in line and uh, followed the crowd a little bit. And so I received my money and attention and expectations, and I separated from God. I separated from the church, and I felt the Holy Spirit and somewhat of God's favor leave me, um, if I'm being honest, you know, reflecting on it. And so I thought I, you know, I thought I had all I, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought I had all I wanted or all I needed to be happy in the world, you know, with the money, my dream job, and whatever else I needed. So I didn't turn to God too much, um, which I'm not proud of, but it's what led me back to him, right? Sure. Yeah. So one day, um, this is in 2019, I, when I first got to the Braves, uh, I just wasn't happy. I, I ended up getting sent to high A after I was in double A AA and triple A with the Angels the year before. And so I'm thinking in my head, like, this is it. You know, I'm starting the year on the bench in high A. I'm 23 years old. I'm, you know, this might be my last season ever. So let's just enjoy it. Um, and then my girlfriend at the time, wife now, decides to sign me up for uh, Baseball Chapel's Daily Devotion. And so I get these emails every day. And uh, anyway, I, I kind of blew them off at first, just not thinking about them. And she shows me another video about, momentum and how important it is. And so I said, okay, you know what? It's time to make a change in my life. Um, I'm going to read this daily devotion every day. I'm going to meditate on it and I'm going to pray about it. And, you know, we're, we're going to see what this does and how, what this, yeah, what, I mean, it can't hurt, right? <laughs> no doubt. So I started reading this daily devotion every day. And at first it kind of felt like a chore. Um, after a couple weeks, it felt weird if I missed, if I missed like the normal time I would read. And so I felt Jesus and the Holy Spirit starting to guide me again. The voice of God was growing even stronger in my life, um, turning me from my fleshly desires, and it started to become so much easier. Um, yeah, so from that point, I just I, I couldn't deny that everything that I went through as a child and growing up was real, and that I had made mistakes, and that it was time to go back to my shepherd and you know, I, I felt like that lost sheep that he had found again, and so I was doing whatever the Holy Spirit told me to do, which took me to a lot of uncomfortable places, right. uh, but necessary places to grow. And that's what led me to, you know, that, that time where I'm reading in the Biloxi Hotel, and I have a, a a stranger come up and ask me to talk to his kids, you know? And so I'm, like, if it was me a couple years ago, Absolutely not. I'm not comfortable doing that. But the Holy Spirit picked me up out of that chair and said, yeah, go change some kids' lives. And then from there, I mean, it was just um, opportunity after, oppor after opportunity to glorify God. And so I ended up making my own uh, somewhat of a podcast, but it was just on Instagram, the Daily Peace Talk, where in 2020, you know, everything going on with COVID and whatnot, it just felt like there was a lot of uh, mental confusion. Let's just say that. And so I wanted to do my part to at least show people there's a new starting line, you know, maybe they didn't know about that they can turn from all this confusion and just give their life to God and let him, let him shine through you. And, uh, so I was trying and I am trying and, uh, continuing to enlighten people as best as possible and, and listen to the Holy spirit and just let him take me wherever he needs me. Um, Amen. Yeah, and so my testimony with that, yeah, is just now it's just it's become a, a part of the habits, right? I mean, that's all we are is um, this. Like I, I, I saw this uh, definition from Jim Rohn that I absolutely loved, and I apologize for rambling, but no. um, he goes, failure is lapses in judgments committed every day that lead up to a big failure, or success is small disciplines practiced every day that lead up to success. And so I figured, you know what, what I've been doing is making lapses in judgments and I've chose to make those lapses in judgments up until this point. Now I'm going to practice small disciplines every day. And so those 30 minutes, when I wake up, those 30 minutes before I go to bed have grown. And now it's throughout the day, I'm reading multiple devotions and constantly meditating. And I have podcasts in my ear all day and Every time I have a conversation with somebody, I choose to be careful with my words now. And it's just, it's incredible how much God has changed my life and how much he can change everybody else's. If you just start, start somewhere, you just start and you dive and you, and you dive in, you start small and you let him build you up. Riley, I've got, I, I just have 8,000. 
thousand follow-up questions. He is Riley Unroll. Okay. Again, uh, he is a free agent, was in the AAA organization with the Atlanta Braves last year. Uh, you know, you hear a lot. Sometimes guys, they'll say, hey, you, you know, we marry we marry women similar to our moms, right? So when, when Monica mm-hmm. is sending that to you, that's exactly what Simone would have done for your dad, right? Yeah. Hundred percent, no doubt. Uh, there, no doubt. She, I, I, she said, "Hey, I'm going to sign you up for this. I want you to get in there. Um, remember, just get, you know, start, start here." And and God just meets. I know for me personally, He meets us where we're at. If we ask, mm-hmm. we say, "Come on, I need your help. Come help me here. I, I can't do this on my own anymore." He meets us where we're at. And and I had. Uh, we had Pastor Daryl Strawberry on um, on Faith in the Zone years ago, and he said, "Mike, I I had everything I thought I wanted, right? I had all the money, I had all the girls, I had a beautiful wife, beautiful girlfriends, I had drugs, I had you know everything, and I was really yeah. sad and I was depressed and I couldn't figure out why. But when I had to go away for a little while, right? When I had to go spend some time by myself in prison, it all came back. Like I was born in a really faith based family." But I thought, man, no, 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 look at me. This is all about me. And, you know, it's interesting where where people say, look, this is it. Now, I can't, why am I not really happy? Because I thought this is everything that I ever wanted. Hey, and I wish I would have given you notice on this next question, Riley, and I apologize for this because I normally will. But was it easier for you to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? And, and I'll tell you the reason for the question. Some guys, it's like, look, I'm surrounded, especially Atlanta Braves. I've had a ton of Atlanta Brave guys on Faith in the Zone over the years. They've said, look, we're, we 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 had a really good, strong group of faith-based guys in the locker room, so it was easier for me in the locker room. But in, in minor league baseball, man, sometimes those guys are saying, hey, look, it, it's way easier for me outside of the locker room. Inside the locker room, I'm known as like a Bible thumper, and a lot of guys just kind of avoid me. So it's easier for me outside. And I'm wondering for you throughout your career, has it been easier inside the locker room or outside to walk worthy? You know, uh, it's it's interesting. So early in my career with the Rays, um, there weren't many uh, Bible thumpers, as you described them. That's, that's a perfect, perfect description, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there weren't. So the crowd uh, was just kind of like a, you know, a bunch of go get them guys, you know, the, the typical baseball players that didn't care too much about anything off the field. It was all ball all the time. Um, and then, yeah, as I got in with the angels, I met a couple other guys and uh, really quick, actually. So after my year, one year with the angels, I went out to Australia to play some winter ball. And I had a buddy out there, TJ Bennett, who ended up living 10 minutes away from me in Mesa, Arizona, uh, my entire life. And I didn't meet him until I went out to Australia. And oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Right. But we ended up becoming fast friends. And, uh, one day when I was out there, I was just struggling mentally. I, I just, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had it anymore. And so I was, I was really down in the dumps and I said something and he goes, wow, man, you're really not in a good mental headspace. Come to my hotel room tonight and let's, let's talk. And so he turned me back as well to God. Right. You know, and it, he just came at me with it and he came hard and he gave me some mental skills and uh, just spoke life and the Holy spirit into me. And so the rest of that season out in Australia, uh, I had the best month I've ever had in baseball. And, you know, it was one of those things where God's like, come on, man, you got it. I'm with you. Right. And Amen. that carried into that 2019 season with the Braves and um, yeah, which, sorry, I know this isn't your question, but, when I got to the Braves, it actually became easier in the locker room, regardless of who was around me. Man, that's because I had, awesome. the, yeah, I had the confidence and the belief again that He is always with me, and it does not matter what this world holds for me. It's about my life after this life, my eternal life, and so inside the locker room, outside of the locker room, it does not matter. Um, I know he's with me and wherever he needs me to be and whatever he needs me to say at the time to possibly bring a lost sheep back to his, back to his herd, I'm willing and able. So listen, you know, when, when, when we talk about 
you know, this is a young man, but listen now in two segments. He's talked about his dad. He's talked about Simone, his mom, and, and what a big part of his faith journey that they were. Then he talked about Monica and, and, and how important she was. And then T.J. Bennett, all people who have invested in him, and now he's sitting in a hotel room and he's willing to go invest in a whole youth group. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. that's what all this is. You know, there's no, I, I don't know anybody who, who gives a testimony of, look, this is all me. You know what? I figured it out when I was eight. I, you know, I fell to my knees and, you know, this has been great. It's everybody else investing in the people around them and just planting seeds all over the place. For T, Was it T.J. Bennett? Was that his name? That is correct. Yeah, for T.J. T, Bennett. Yeah, for T.J. Bennett to say, hey, mm-hmm. man, you're in a tough spot. Come on, come, come back. Come to my hotel room tonight. Let's have this conversation. For Monica to say, look, I'm signing you up for this. And you're going to get daily devotions, and I want you to to to, to dive into those. Now, now you you hear him. It's 30 minutes when he wakes up. It's 30 minutes when he goes to bed. Would he have gotten there without Monica saying, "Here's where, where what I need for you to do"? I don't think so. And it's people just investing, and then he's using this platform that the Lord's given him, and said, "Okay, young man, you're a heck of a baseball player, but that's not who you are. You play baseball." Mm-hmm. And this is oh, what we're going to do with time. that. I took love... a short time of baseball career, so yeah. who am I after, you know? Right. And you know what? Who knows the, what, what the future holds? You know, I mm-hmm. you, you could be you could be starting at third base for the Brewers this year, and, and but nobody knows yet what the future is. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, whatever it is, whatever this guy's doing, Tony Dungy, when he came on the show he said, and the books he's written, he said, if you are a sacker at a grocery store, you're pumping gas, the Lord's giving you that platform. And that's what you're yep. going to use the platform that is. So if Riley is a professional baseball player next year, he's he's given baseball lessons to you know 1,500 kids someplace. What he's going to be doing in that is teaching baseball and then life lessons. I can tell you that right now. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Riley Unroll, again, free agent, played in the AAA organization with the Atlanta Braves last year. And when I read the the the, the tweet by Christy Boyles Turner about him being, you know, part of the Mississippi Braves, and then walking in and talking to this youth group. You know, I told him during the break that it put tears coming down my cheek because I just thought, man, this kid has figured this out. And I know now why his dad and mom are just so proud of him. And I'll tell you this, Noah, they're, they're newborn. Man, what a perfect match, perfect parents. I guess there's no such thing as a perfect parent, but this, is a, this boy is blessed to have really good parents. And uh, we'll continue our conversation with Riley Unroe on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern and our special guest. And look, I say this a lot, how I envy young people when they figured it out early. Well, he has. This young man has figured it out early. He is. He might not feel like he's a, a young man. He's a young man to me. That that's for sure. Um, he is Riley Unruh again. He played Divi- Division Three. He played in the AAA uh, team with the Atlanta Braves last year. What kind of year did you have last year? By the way, uh, last year was a a battle of all sorts. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the state of the world. Um, just not not a whole lot was making sense. So there was a lot of spiritual battles going on, uh, physical battles with taking the year of 2020 off. I got into the gym and uh, worked out angry. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to make it make it known that it was a mistake to not invite me in 2020, and uh, that ended up costing my physical health a little bit. I went a little bit too hard. So lesson learned: you don't need to be an animal in the weight room for baseball. Um, yeah, but. As far as um, spiritually, what ended up happening last year was I gave you guys a little bit about what P.J. Bennett did for me um, and just really God screaming at me through him, through my wife, Monica. Um, and then the Holy Spirit started coming out and screaming at some of my teammates through me as well. And that was how my 2021 season went was I was able to be somewhat of a player coach Um through my injuries, even though I wasn't able to play, I was talking to guys. I was filling their ears with positivity and patting them on the butt, you know, and saying, let's go, you got this. And uh, our double-A team that I spent quite a bit of time with ended up winning the championship this past year. Really? And we had some really good, yeah, we had some really good talent on that team. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we were not a cohesive unit. Um, and we started playing some gospel music when I got sent down from triple-A, uh, I, I got down there and we started playing some gospel music in the, in the clubhouse. We started having over 50% of the guys attending baseball chapel every week. And that team took off. I mean, they became a band of brothers and I don't know if they lost the game when I went back up to triple A. That was, wow. that was a fun group to see come together and start playing some real baseball. Man, you know, I, we've had a number of guys on that have talked about baseball chapel. And um, mm-hmm. it was uh, Buster Posey was was catching an AJ Ellis who married a Milwaukee girl. He's the only guy from Major League Baseball who used to come north for the winter because his wife's family was here in Milwaukee, and we had him in studio. And he goes, you know, we we were playing the the, the Giants, and he was with the Dodgers at the time, and. Um, Buster Posey gets uh, gets up and AJ Ellis is catching and and uh, he said, uh, "Hey Buster, man, we're in the Book of Ephesians in baseball chapel. That was, that was good today, huh?" And Buster took time. He stepped out of the batter's box. He goes, "Hold on, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm facing Clayton Kershaw here. Come on, can you give me a break?" Yeah. And he goes, "Well, no, but the Book of Ephesians, you need to put the put the whole body of armor on." He took time again, and I was like, "Here's Christians talking smack, right? <laughs> this is how mm-hmm. we talk smack." And he t- took a time out. He said, "You got to stop now. We'll talk about it after the game, man. Do you see who I'm facing?" And they started laughing. The umpire started laughing. He said, "Okay, enough talk here. Get in the batter's box. Let's go." But AJ Ellis said it was so funny because Posey was there. And you know, as Christian brothers, you're there, but then on the field, you're competitive and you're looking for an advantage. And he thought his advantage was to talk about the book of Ephesians while he was mm-hmm. in facing the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Right. That's a good story right there. Baseball Chapel is, uh, man, what a great thing that they've done for a long time. In fact, Vince, Vince Noss who was in charge of Baseball Chapel, or was, we had him on a couple of years ago and. Yeah, more than any other professional sport, baseball chapel, I think, has it figured out on on how to get guys the opportunity to 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 get in and and get into the word and and meet other fellow Christians within the game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they've uh, they've changed my life for sure. That was what my wife signed me up for was the baseball chapel daily devotional. Man, well, uh, but, what, yeah, what they do just to, I mean, especially as you know, athletes in pro baseball, you can get so lost in the individual uh, mindset, you know, that is minor league baseball. You can't bring a team with you to the big leagues, right? 
And so a lot of the higher ups, the coaches, they will tell you that, you know, you can't bring everybody with you to the big leagues. So just do what you got to do. And as I told you earlier, my upbringing, you know, playing for team USA, playing for desert Ridge baseball, uh, even in little leagues, you know, my dad was my coach and would always make it about the team. It was never about you, the individual. And so that was, that has been a very real challenge in my professional career to learn how to somewhat be a part of a team, but then make sure that I'm handling my own statistics so that I can advance my career. Hey, and, uh, it's, and especially like, you know, the trading, the rule fives that yep. go on, this is my, I, the Braves are my third organization that I've been a part of, you know, so you play against your friends, your former teammates. And it's a, it's an interesting um, situation, you know, it's an interesting situation to have to learn and grow through. You know, too, rather what's interesting to, for, for me and, and being a basketball coach, I always looked at AAU basketball, and I coached a little bit in that, but where everybody was trying to, 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 to do better for themselves so that they can get noticed by this scout or that scout, uh, at the high school level, everybody was playing, for the most part, you tried to get everybody to play for what was on the front of the jersey. And I don't right. know when you're in, 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 in high A and double A and triple A, you know, to, to play for the team, certainly you want to do that, but to play for – you know, to get noticed so that you can move up to, to into the major leagues or from double A to triple A has to be what, what, what drives you for the most part at that level, right? Yeah. Um, it definitely helps guys, you know, move up. The guys that I've seen move up in my career that have just kind of flown through the ranks uh, were those guys that they didn't care too much if we won or lost, you know, not to say that they didn't care, but it was more they're focused on their approach at the plate and just control of, or taking care of what they can control. I should say. Right. Um, whereas my mistake, especially when I was younger was I was stubborn in that mindset because it had given me a purpose playing baseball was to play for the name on the front. And so a lot of the time over a course of 140 games, 162 game season, right. I was getting burnt out past a hundred games because I'm out there sacrifice button and hustling every single ball out to first, you know, that was the way I was, I was taught to play dirt bag baseball. Right. So, sure. you know, throughout the course of a season, yeah, it looked good for those first hundred games, but then towards those last 40, 60 games, I am burnt out, tired and yeah, trying to drag my bat up to the plate. Well, Hey, do you really quickly, do you think coaching um, is in your future? Absolutely. Uh, I've been, I've been given some lessons and I just ran a couple uh, camps and some of the parents and their compliments, you know, obviously that's, that's huge uh, to get kind of, what would you call it? Just yeah, uh, out of boys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> pats parents, on, you know, the, pats know on the back. They're trusting your, their kid with your uh, instruction is very humbling and, uh, I take a lot of pride in it that I make sure that every word that comes out of my mouth, they're able to understand. And then, uh, you know, we go through it, we'll break it down. And I look at it as, uh, yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And it's also awesome seeing the light bulb click for a lot of these kids. You guys, that's, a, that's a unique feeling. You know, for, for people that listen to Faith and Zone a lot, and some of you guys are my age, you know, Riley, I know I've got a feeling right now that, that when he goes to, to, to bed, he puts his, his son down and, and he kisses Monica goodnight. He, he's closed his eyes thinking, boy, Lord, what is the future? Can I continue to play? Is there a number of teams that are going to call and, and say, hey, come play for us? Or am I going to coach? So all of this stuff going on in his head, we've all been through it. We've all been through exactly the kind of maybe not at this level, obviously, but we've all been through decision processes with our life. And now he's married and he's got this newborn, and he's thinking, okay, what, I want to be able to take care of my wife, take care of of my son. What do you do? What are we going to do with this, Lord? And I know it's it's a tough place for him, but but with all of us praying for him, that the decision that what he wants to do, what he truly wants to do, and the Lord really wants him to do. You know, that's the next phone call that he gets. Um, I, I know that he, whatever he does, whoever decides that to make that call to this young man, they win. They're going to win on this mm -hmm. deal. So I hope that whoever it is puts the call in and he says, look, th that's perfect for me. We're going to get to a break. Riley Unroe. Man, I, 
I thought I was a huge fan of his father's, and I was, but man, his son is right there with him. I got to be honest with you, right there with him. We're going to ask Riley, same question we ask everybody at the end of the show. All the uniforms you've ever put on, any sport, doesn't matter. Put them in a closet, you get one pick. Pick a uniform, what team do you play and who do you play against and why? And we'll ask him that on the other side of the break. Again, he is Riley Unroe. Hey, one last thing. He talked about his podcast. I, I do not want to get out of here without that. On Instagram, Instagram at Daily Peace Talk at Daily Peace Talk. He's going to start to, he's got some things he's going to upload here in the next couple of months. Um, so make sure that on Instagram, at Daily Peace Talk. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Man, this has been a great show. I'm always encouraged when I talk to young guys like Riley, young men. That that uh, that are getting up on the mountaintop every chance they get. Again, Riley Unroe is our guest, and you can follow him on Twitter at Riley underscore Unroe U N R O E, or you can go to his podcast on Instagram at Daily Peace Talk. Riley, I love this last segment. We've only got about three minutes left, but when I ask guys this question, any team you've ever played on your entire life, take all those uniforms, put them in the closet, and tell me which one to pick out. So you get one more game with that with that team. What uniform do you pick, and who do you play against, and why? How do you answer that? I've spent the almost the entire time thinking about this answer because I've been pretty content with my career so far. I've I've been very blessed and fortunate to be um, playing everywhere that I've played. But my answer would have to be the Brisbane Bandits in the Australian Baseball Winter League. Um, Let's say this past, what was it? It was when I went out in the 2020, the or tw- yeah, 2020 to 21, uh, 21 season, and I would like to put that uniform back on and uh, go help that team win another championship. Uh, going out to Brisbane was the revival of my career, uh, as far as learning how to play for a city again. The CEO out there, ready there. Uh, manager David Nilsson, and then the pitching coach, Jim Bennett, TJ's dad, uh, created a environment along with their core group of guys out there uh, that was just built on becoming a part of Brisbane and playing with pride for that city. And we had so many memories and so much fun and ended up winning four consecutive championships. And so I would like to go back out there for the fifth year and go win that fifth championship well, with them. Hey, two things. Um, yeah, I think you led the you led that league two years in a row in hitting. Uh, if I if I did my research right, and David Nielsen was a catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh he yeah. Played with my father. Uh, yeah. Yep. With the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. And 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 I'm right on on. Uh, I believe again the research I wrote down that that I think you had led that league two years in a row in hitting, and they were excited to to maybe welcome you back, um, something like that. Now I read that somewhere, but that you know again I'm an old grandfather, so maybe I'm wrong on that. But David Nielsen was that was a big deal, man. He was really good here in in the city of Milwaukee and really loved. Oh, he is awesome. <laughs> he is he is so much fun to play for. Uh, the environment that he creates as a manager is uh, old school baseball. You know, it, it's go out there. Uh, he has a phrase that I probably won't say, but it cracks me up. And um, it is a perfect way to describe how to hit the inside pitch. And in Brisbane, they have a very short porch. It's 370 to dead center. Oh, man. And then normal dimensions uh, to left and right, 340 and 330. But you hit the ball to the, the big part of the field, more than likely you're going to get it out, right? So we learned how to really drive those pitches with David as our – with Dingo, that's his nickname, as our yeah. uh, as, a, as our captain at the helm. And, boy, do we have some fun out there. Boy. 
Riley, thank you so much. And and you know what? Again, thank you to TJ for 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 his willingness to share and, and Monica and certainly your dad and mom. Um, everybody that has invested in you as a, a young Christian athlete, I, I just uh, I thank them for that. Again, you can uh, you can follow him if if you want to check out this podcast, Instagram at Daily Peace Talk. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, follow him on Facebook. On Twitter at Riley underscore Unro U N R O E, I I pray that 2022 is a great year for you and your family, Riley. Thank you very much, Mike. I pray for you as well. Thank you Appreciate for that. Yeah, you bet. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.